Welcome everybody, season one, episode four of uh, Dirty Danish Delights with um, me, Charles, and Cassandra. Woohoo! And thank you so much to the lovely people out there listening in. We can see that there are more than a handful, actually a lot of handfuls. So that's that's really a joy. Um, today we're going to do um, the second part of a probably a longer series on um, domination and uh, <clears throat> our ongoing DS uh, relationship. And what does DS stand for again? Domination and submission. Domination and submission. Yes, so it's a subcategory. Um, there are many ways you can you can do domination, and you know that's you don't have to be a submissive. You can also be a slave, which is um, a different flavor to uh, to it. And uh, so, um, being a slave uh, is more of um, there's more of an ownership, whereas in submission, that you retain a little bit more of yourself. And of course, people can um, uh, can disagree with my um, um, way of of putting it, but that doesn't really matter here. We're gonna delve into. I'm gonna interview Charles today. Yes, and I, I'm uh, I'm a little bit <clears throat> a little bit anxious because we haven't done we haven't done domination for a while. And or rather, you know, Cassandra hasn't dominated me for a while, and uh, we kind of put it on hold. We had some, um, um, we had some situations, and life went by. And uh, I think um, what we talked about in the last episode was also that um, sometimes you have to take a step back and harvest your experiences and reflect. And so we've we are in the middle of that process right now, and I think that's. Uh, not only um, useful, it's um, it, it's kind of mandatory when you do this type of thing. Um, when did you first uh, find out that you liked this whole thing? Um, being a submissive? Um, <clears throat> I think I, I found out, I, I think I kind of dabbled in it, uh, I, I don't know, 20 years ago, something like that. It wasn't something I, I did full time or all the time or something like that. It was more um, something I did, uh, you know, kind of dipping my toe into it. I was in um, long term relationships for uh, for, for considerable amount of time during that period. So and, and there, there, there was absolutely no domination apart from the non-sexual part <laughs> um, uh, in it. Um, but yeah, definitely a lot of, um, um, I wouldn't call it fetishize, you know, seeing it, but more of a, an interest <clears throat> in, in dominant women. Yeah, maybe because, um, yeah, so dominant women being, um, I wouldn't say bullied around, but more of uh, maybe also the whole... Um, aesthetics of it you know self-assured women and the the whole outfit thing probably also turn on and the self-assuredness and not having to lead and also 
but this is probably more of an after you know um a reflection based on what i know now but more of a yeah you know being the slave you're you're the center of attention most mm. of the time so it's like being you know the being the attention hall that i i am and i found out i was that um, probably figured into that as well when did you find out that you were an attention whore um well that came you know about not that long ago actually i i kind of it had probably bubbled around or i've probably been um you know reluctantly you know for uh, probably my whole life but I, i i it just didn't figure into my what i how i thought about myself at all um no so um i think up until recently i i thought that i was more of a regular submissive i was more somebody who could be who would be of service and uh, just do whatever my mistress would want me to do and just be a nice slave and i kind of you know um had a lot of fantasies uh, which were i can see now very based on um uh non practicing you know just you know porn fantasies uh, watching porn with the dominatrixes you know fem you know uh, fem dom porn that type of thing um and not really living it out and it kind of took meeting cassandra and her getting in contact with her dominating dominating side to kind of allow me to um have these experiences that has led me to conclude differently and i think for most people men who want to be dominated and probably also for women um you know you kind of get confused if you don't if you, ne- if you don't live it out if it's just in your fantasy you think that you can take that fantasy and put it into the real world Yeah, it doesn't always work like that. No, definitely does not work. I mean, sometimes it does. Sometimes actually reality is better, but a lot of the time, I mean, what I what I um figured out was that um in a fantasy, it's not it's not just you get to to pick the setting and the uh, you know, you, you you get to be the director of your own movie in your mind, but you also get to cast yourself as the main character if you want. And that character can be, um, you know, you get to play the role you want to be. So there's like no limitations as to how good looking you are, your age, uh, your body size, uh, your desirability, that type of thing. But in reality, you 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 know, you're just you, and you can't you not like. Uh, there's no way to escape it. You can't escape yourself. So I want to back up a bit. So uh, I want to say a few words about how we got started. So uh, so when we, we we danced around this for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So we were dancing around the subject, and you were mentioning things about, um, yeah. You hinted for a long yeah, time yeah. about this whole wanting to be submissive, but you never got very specific about it. No. And you had some experience, and I didn't have any experience. Right. Let's just say it like that. Yeah. To put it squarely. 
So I didn't know much about it. No. And I think one of the things that I wished for in the beginning, at least, was to have more experience. Right. So that I would be better at it. Right. Um, but you also want to be good at it. You want to. We be... actually only had the. I mean, we had. Um, we had a very uh, short session with a guy. Yes, we tried to do it together. Well, you were not submissive in that session. No, I, I was were, kind of passive. I was there. Well, you were a little bit dominating. I uh, was. You probably, made some remarks that were a bit dom- yeah, dominating. Yeah. So we we the, the we tried to dominate a guy, yeah, but then he freaked out. He freaked out. Yeah. yeah. And he had he left. He left. Yeah. I don't think we did anything wrong as such, but no, he was, I just think he he got um, he. I think he had a problem with the fantasy versus the real life. Definitely. As well. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. But anyway. Um, I was gonna look up something because mm. um, I have a I have a list. Oh yeah, I want to ask you about something. Oh no! So one of the things that came up when we then start, then when we finally got started, was you sent you sent me a lot of fantasies. Oh yeah, yeah. You sent me uh, all the stuff you wanted to do, basically. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was very interesting. Um, one of the things we haven't done, I would love to get your opinion about that now in hindsight, um, now that you learned more. Right. Yeah. So one of the things we haven't done is I haven't kidnapped you for a day. No. No. Like you had this fantasy about, uh, I think you called it dispompulation or something yes, like that yes yeah could you explain about that and what do you think about that now um well uh, dispompulation is um it's a very useful tool uh if you want to um confuse and confuse a person and, and create liminal time and liminal time is when uh, it's basically everybody knows what liminal time is liminal time is uh, times of in your life where you're fully alive, let's say you're a child and you're cycling down your road, and you can, you know, if you if you close your eyes right now, you can still smell the the flowers and hear the birds. So all of your senses are open and you're taking it in, and so and everything will be stored uh, forever in fresh memory. So. There might be weeks and months that you will forget during a lifetime, but the the moments that you were liminally alive will stay with you very present because the imprint is kind of it's made uh, it's a it's a hard copy imprint in you, and one of the ways to do it as an adult is to do uh, is to be discombobulated because it creates confusion. And so you are, um, it's kind of a shock. You're, 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 it's like a jolt, uh, electrical current that, that awakens you. So let's say you put a bag over my head and you drive me around for 45 minutes. I have no idea. And maybe you take me out of the car, move me somewhere, put me in another car, drive me around. I just don't know. It could be, you know, and it doesn't even have to be, you drive me 30 miles, it could just be driving around in a parking lot. I wouldn't know. And uh, the point being that I lose my contact to the outer world and now I'm only 
uh, you you have me in your power because I have no way to know where I am, how long time I've been there, where I'm going, what's going to happen. Mm. So I'm fully I'm fully alive in that moment because my um, my senses are woken because I you know because of danger or risk or something like that, and it doesn't have to be you know mortal danger or anything. It's just that uh, when Let's say, let's say you put uh, headphones on my head and uh, blindfolder. I can't hear anything. I can't see anything. And you just drive me around. Um, I I am in your, uh, like, uh, I'm, I lose all, all, all kind of outer ways to uh, know uh, what is going to happen. Okay, so this is like a Dirty Danish Delight. It's a very sexy podcast. How is that sexy? Um, is it sexy? Yeah, it can be very sexy. I mean, you can do this. I, I've done this, uh, uh, you know, for uh, for rites of passage uh, ceremonies. You do, you you do. That was sexy. No, that definitely was not <laughs> sexy. But this, you can use it in domination uh, to uh, make certain that the the person your your submissive or slave is uh, fully awake and uh, not kind of because. What you really want to do is make certain that they're not um, in control, mm. right? Yeah. So if you just have a normal session and uh, no blindfolds, no nothing, they are, they're not in, they, they haven't, they might not be 50% control, but they might be 20% control because they know where they are. They know they can see what the equipment there is and so forth. And of course, that means you could, you know, you still, of course, fuck with them, but if you create, you know, if you if you did that, you know, if you kidnapped me, uh, I would have no idea. Anything could happen. Mm. And of course, so I would just basically be mind-fucking myself during the whole time. So what, if, what if nothing happened? Uh, well, I'd st- I would still have mind-fucked myself. So something would always happen if you did that. Yeah, if you if you if you kidnapped me and it dispopulated me, even if nothing sexy happened afterwards. Yeah, if nothing sexy happened, of course, uh, I would have probably I could both have a lot of positive or negative expectations. Mm. I could have fears. I could have uh, you know, and basically you would get a freebie, because mm. all you had to do was pull a rock over my head, and drive me around, and I would just be you know mind fucking myself to death. <laughs> You know, so it's like so, you wouldn't so, get a sore, sore arm no. out of having to spank me to, you know, no, submission. No. So back to the experiences part of this whole thing, you you kind of learned a lot about what you want and what you don't want. Is that something that's still attractive to you? What I what I want and don't want? Oh, I mean, no, you, being this, a submissive. No, no, this thing, what we just talked about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that, yeah, I kind of... Um, yeah, I think because you found I, out I, some things you don't like, and now yeah, you found out. I, I, so, I, what about this specific thing? Dispopulation. Dispopulation, definitely. Um, I think, um, I think, what would be really important is that uh, um, at some point, I mean, if you did it more than once, at some point, that's you know something would happen. 
positive or negative. If you just kept on doing it without anything happening, <laughs> I would, would probably it would bit. be pretty boring. Yes, I, and the mindfuckery would stop, and I would just be, oh, this is another day driving around <laughs> with a blindfold being, on. Yes, being you know being Stacy, being driven around. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. So oh, no. I get to go to Cassandra's dentist. Here's the uh, Stasi again with the. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Um, I actually had so maybe I can tell the listeners I had uh, I had this planned for a day, where and and the, I actually I realized that I didn't want to do it anyway because, um, sometimes I like doing things without plans, but this particular day, I I didn't have a plan either. And the only plan I had was I knew I had to go see a tattoo artist and uh, in a different city. So I knew I had to drive for a while and Charles wasn't working that day. So I was like, uh, you know, thinking about kidnapping him that day. And I think that's the last, that's probably the last time that I thought about Mm, doing anything. It's about a month ago. Is it a month ago already? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's about a month ago. I think it was the last time that I thought about it. And then I dropped it. Mm. And I told you about it, and I think you got a little bit disappointed, because I think you would have liked to have done that. Uh, we ended up doing some dogging instead, which was nice. Yeah, that was so our we, first dogging experience, actually. Yes, so we did that Because instead. it's been winter in Denmark, and... Um, yeah, it's kind of... You, you know, you can do dogging in the winter... Yeah. But you have to be you have fast. To be, yeah, hardcore. <laughs> hardcore. Russian. Viking. Viking. Yeah. Viking style. Yeah. Be, be a bit fast so the sperm doesn't freeze. That's true. Or the, or the saliva. Pussy, pussy, pussy juice. <laughs> or, the, or the spit. <laughs> or, or, the, or the dick freezes in the pussy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think we've learned a lot as, as we talked about in previous podcasts. We... Uh, so what is it that you found out you don't like? Um, well, I thought I was more of a regular submissive and that uh, I was into, uh, you know, being humiliated and uh, the pecking part and uh, being bullied and called names and spanked and uh, all of that. And I kind of realized that um, that wasn't true at all, that uh, I wanted to be good. I wanted to have praise. I wanted to, I wanted to get attention. I wanted to, you know, um, get rewards, you know. And I, of course, I wouldn't mind doing stuff to be rewarded. You know, I wouldn't mind uh, doing puzzles. Tri- I fucking hate puzzles. Could we not go there? I just hate, hate ah, like with the. I'm smirking. Yeah. Well, fuck you, Cassandra, because I'm not. I ain't, I ain't doing any more of your goddamn puzzles. I hate them. Okay, fine. Yeah. But you'll do something. Yes. What, what will you do then? Anything but puzzles. What? Anything but fucking puzzles. You can't say that if you're a real submissive. Yeah, well, what, okay. I, what if will you, you do? Anything. Anything. Yeah. I gave so, you. Okay, so I actually. Uh, this is a funny one to revisit because this is something I really enjoyed as well. So, you know, you can do uh, domination in person or you can do it remotely. And we had a few sessions where I dominated you remotely at work. Yeah. And I made you do stuff at work. Yeah. How was that? In hindsight, um, would you want to do that kind of thing again? Sure. Because those were like tasks. It wasn't really. 
Well, I guess maybe it was a bit, was it a bit humiliating? You had to stuff a yeah. You had to stuff something up your ass. I had to stuff a pen up your ass. Yes, yeah. a pen and from, take a picture of it. And take a picture of it. I had yeah. to write a poem or some sort on a whiteboard. On a whiteboard in a meeting room. Mm-hmm. And uh, you and also was, made me piss. Yeah, I made you piss all over the place. Yes, and clean it up. Oh yeah. Well, one of the times. One of the times. Anyway, naughty, naughty you. But the point being that, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, um, for me, uh, it's it's been uh, very interesting delving into the whole, uh, the nuances of it. Oh, and I also made you come really fast. Relatively you fast. You were actually pretty good at that. Yeah, yeah I kind of was, yeah. Yeah, I made yeah. you go into the loo and come. Yeah, like, now it's you like eight, go. seven minutes, ten. Yeah, yeah I had ten minutes. In total... I think I spent more because I was stuck in the elevator as well. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, excuses, excuses. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just you know me, Misa being human. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, um, so a lot of it, uh, a lot of domin, domin, the domination that you can, kind of submit me to, it's not sexual at all. I mean, it's mental fucking, fine, my mental fuckery. And uh, I think that is that's that's interesting. So what's the so what's the deal here? I, I think let's delve into that, right? Because there's a lot of you can do a lot of mind fuckery, which is like it could be sexual, it could not be sexual. I mean, to me, uh, watching you take a video of you pissing all over the place is a little bit sexual. I mm. mean, I get a little bit aroused mm-hmm. just because I don't know why because it it's kind of me. So, you know making you i made him do this you're like submissive yes but basically i'm watching you dominate that place but it's me who's making you do it yeah which yeah. i find yeah. it's so a, you're like a very strange I'm your puppet. Kind of, yeah yeah i'm like the puppet master making you do naughty right. stuff and that yeah so that's a little bit arousing for me but i guess technically it's not that sexual unless you, you know get no. turned on by pissing which you probably don't no. because that's just a regular activity so okay back to my question I had a question somewhere in here. What's the so so what's the split between sexual and non-sexual? So would this let's see you get a bunch of stupid tasks, not puzzles? Maybe a puzzle once yeah, in a while. Yeah. Fuck you, Cassandra. <laughs> you get some tasks, they're not sexual, then you want a reward. True. So the reward is sexual? Yeah. What's the idea here? Always sexual? No, not necessarily. It could be affectionate. Oh, like a patting on the head kind no, of thing? No, it could be more like, uh, yeah, well, patting on the head. I want praise. I'm a praise whore as well. Attention oh, and praise whore. Yeah. I want to be good. You know. And you want praise? Yeah, I want praise. And uh, and uh, I think the, the best, the you know, the, the, non, non, the best non-sexual thing you could do is to praise me in front of others. Oh. Tell others how good I am. Mm. You know, preferably somebody you can talk up to about this. So, <laughs> you know, okay. not like our regular friends. Call my friends. mom. Yeah. Oh my God. He yeah. was, mom, you no. should have. You should have seen Charles. He was so good at coming in less than 10 minutes. Yeah. Great. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. That so, would not have worked. No. Um, so you, I need to tell someone. Who's yeah, allowed to know? Preferably, and yes. uh, mm. so that 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 would be nice, you know, just uh, because it's uh, just nice to be good, and uh, I like to be given tasks, 
uh, even hard ones and perform them and then uh, you know get a reward you know even if it's not uh, like um, so it's basically the reverse of who I am normally I'm not a person who is very good at uh, delayed gratification mm. so in my in my in my other persona I like to do all the things that I I don't do normally so I like to do a lot of tasks uh, I and I like uh, delayed gratification and uh, it's kind of strange but that's you know and then I want praise and I want attention and and, and I want none of that in my n- normal life how do we feel about femdom hand jobs I would say rather positively <laughs> and we you know uh, uh, we uh, we Do you can... want to explain what a femdom hand job is or should I do that? Uh, please do I'm so curious. Okay. So you guys can look it up. Obviously Google is your friend or Reddit. I use Reddit a lot. Uh so femdom hand job is when you edge You don't actually have to do anything except it's basically a guy with an erect penis who's being edged out of his mind. So you hardly touch him. You kind of just mm. circle around the whole thing, find yeah. out where his weak spots are. You know, I know all your weak is spots. He, is he kind of tied up? No, he doesn't have to be. Okay. No, I've seen a lot of videos where they just, well, okay, so you just reveal something there. You want to be tied up? No, I didn't say that. Oh, yes, you I just, just did. I question. Yeah, you did. You just said, ah, oh, I see. Ah, oh, I could see it. He was like, "Oh, is he tied up?" <laughs> <laughs> there was, uh, but you know, that's a lot of potential p- there's, possibilities, there's right? Possibilities, yeah. But anyway, the essence of a femdom hand job is not the guy being tied up, but rather the fact that she will edge him yeah. very slowly, like so slow, as slow as possible. Yeah. You obviously have to know who you're dealing with because some guys need some friction to come and yeah. some guys don't I guess and I think there's like a, at least from my end I think it would be cool if like in a couple of years we could get to the point where I could like get you to come by hardly touching you that would be fun yeah yeah that's um I, I mean think, you I have, think you'd have to do it for a long time I'm not saying I could do it in two minutes but you know yeah 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 but the same goes for for let's see um Let's say anal orgasms or ejaculating after being picked or something like that. Yeah. It's not for everybody. Not, I mean, even if you train for a long time, it might not get there. Right? No. So there's a lot of this that is kind of like, yeah. And I think maybe it seems to be that, uh, uh, well, first of all, I mean, nobody really, there's very few people talking about this. I, I, There's um, you can go on Reddit, of course, and read about it, and and of course you can read other stuff. On Male it. submissives. Male submissives, yeah. Yeah, it's not. Totally but a wrong lot way. of it is based on, and and this is kind of like very interesting because a lot of it is based on uh, men uh, talking uh, trash. So a lot of very few men have actually got that much experience with doing this in reality with a real woman that they have not paid money for doing this service. Mm. 
So real dominating women doing dominating men for the fun of it. Yeah. Which is a totally different matter than going down to your local dominatrix brothel, looking up the menu, paying them and getting a service. Yeah. However that might feel and look, and even if it feels and looks uh, authentic, it's not. It's a workplace. They're doing it probably for fun, hopefully also having fun while doing it, but they're not doing it for free. So most men, they watch a lot of porn and then they do what they do when they apply for a job. They have seen a YouTube clip and now they're all of a sudden they're an expert. <laughs> You're right? saying that men do that? They lie all the time, honey. Oh my God. They... Yeah. <gasps> all the time. Listeners, I am shocked. Yes. And you... I'm also very sarcastic. Yes, you shouldn't you. be. You shouldn't be. But uh, sarcastic or yeah, shocked? Shocked. Uh, should be sarcastic either. You know, <laughs> trying to run a, and a very authentic uh, podcast here, Cassandra. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, anyway, so the point being is that very few men actually have any experience with this, and most of, I mean, it's uh, like zero point two percent of men that you know less than that one a thousandth of a percentage that is. Uh, you know, the men you watch in, in Reddit porn or just porn, regular porn. Okay, so... So the point being is that, that, I mean, there's not many role models that you can't go anywhere, you can't share this with anybody because being a male submissive... Well, you tried. You went to a group with some I people. I went to a group, a sad bunch of people, you know. Yeah, so it wasn't really for you. No, five, five of the eight guys didn't have anybody to dominate them and they were like in a submissive men's group and they were like they hadn't had they hadn't been able to find anybody for years five out of eight yeah that's sad that is sad it is kind of sad yeah. it's like um what was it you actually you told me a statistic uh a while back where you said that uh and i think you even told me this before we even started discussing this whole mm. thing you said something about how men who want to be uh led yeah what did you call it you call it something i don't think you called it submissive back then you said something else you said something about how you know how many percentages of men actually prefer to yeah. what was it that you you called it something you had this way of saying this statistic oh right that there's a mismatch between how many women Absolutely. want to dominate a man yeah, yeah. and how many men are I, actually submissive yeah, there's yeah. a lot more submissive men than there's we think about, there are yeah yeah so it's up until yeah, it's probably all you know thirty forty percent of, of men, men who want to be dominated yeah by women in a sexual manner not all the time necessarily, not all the time but no, no but there's a there's they a, enjoy it yes so yeah. so they they can find enjoyment uh, in it they might be switches uh, you know uh, so they can have like a dominant side as as well but. Um, uh, but it's a, it's a rather large number, and uh, you know only less than ten percent of women are overtly dominating and in a sexual manner, and uh, and of of them most of them are unconscious. So it's a few percentages of women are actually willing to go into this space. Uh, for a lot of different cultural reasons, and you might be listening to this in 
in um, wherever you are in your country and the, your cultural situation might be different. But I mean, at least in Denmark, uh, we should be so liberal that it could should be normal, but it's not. It's definitely not. No. And uh, I don't even think that, like, let's say, okay, you live in one of the largest cities. Maybe you have someone you could talk to about it. Yeah. But go to any, you know, rural, rural area in in, yeah. in in Denmark and you're probably, if you told some random dude there that you were submissive, he would, yeah. laugh he would mock you and mock, laugh yeah. Yeah. and probably be worse than being gay. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Almost, especially if you're, they, if you're a butch gay, yeah. then they'd just be like, oh yeah, that's just... Yeah, a, yeah, because they are... You know, Brad, he's just gay. Exactly, and they But if know, you're submissive... They know other... Oh my God. Gay gay guys, gay people, and that's normal and good, you know, which we all applaud as good. But the point being that being, you know, a submissive man, um, for most parts, it, it means that you have to remain in your dominant if you want to have any interactions with women. And that can be very frustrating for a lot of men because they never get to to go into just submitting. And that could be allowing uh, the dominant woman to take control of their body. Or it could also just be to be taken. Well, let's go there. I was going to ask you about something else. You're a switch. Yes. Yes. So... Well, that means that Charles liked to dominate as well. Yes. So. And well, it is. Um, it's what do you enjoy doing? Because okay, this is fun. So there's like a you can take a BDSM test, yeah, where we, you can. We linked it in our. Yeah, in we our linked sec- it. Second episode. Linked it in the previous one, and if you take that one, you would find that uh, Charles is more of a sadist than I am. Right. And he's also. Yeah. A lot of stuff. You're 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 like a plus plus guy. You're like a plus plus on submissive, plus on you know, degrading people yeah. and being in control yeah. as well. Yeah. So you're Play, like a plus playing. plus. So what does that look like? What do you No, but I, I what mean What do you enjoy doing? I I yeah, I, I definitely I do I do enjoy that. Like for me, it's much more sexual right now being dominant. Maybe it's because it's dominant inside me right now. So it might, it's like, um, there's a certain uh, element of plasticity. So it's kind of plastic, it moves around and it, it, it does in everybody. Uh, it might not be feel that way. Maybe you're kind of uh, stuck is one way to put it. Or maybe you're just, uh, you know who you are sexually. And it's been that way for a lot of long time. But uh, if your sexuality is a little bit more plastic and you move around more freely in, you know, the polarity, which is another way to put it. So being in your, let's say, being in my masculine side, my dark masculine side, which is more like taking and doing. um, Yeah, it's definitely more, um, you know, um, erect, the energy. Dominant. Yeah, more erect. Whereas being submissive is about, um, for me, um, right now, it's easier to connect to the, let's say, the more intellectual side. You know, I think uh, I probably have to trust you a little bit more. And, and you know, we're married and, and I love you to death. And, and it's, not, it's not a question of me 
not trusting you in that sense. It's just that you, you know, trust your ability to keep space for me as mm. a submissive mm. and not, uh, you know, if you, if you hold me, that you don't drop me or you lose focus. So I have a lot of, you know, um, requirements in a sense. Mm. It's tough yeah. being submissive. And I, I know this because I have, no, it's, it's tough to be the dominant part because you have to do a lot of work. Mm. I kind of just have to be, you know, I get to be for a while and, and just be a body and get used and, and submit. So in a sense, I don't, I don't have to think, whereas you get to do the, a lot of thinking because you have to figure things out and you have to be persistent and you have to have to be patient and that's tough can be tough so what's been your most interesting submissive experience oh with you in general um well i had have had um uh, i had a few uh um, experiences with um, paid dominatrixes, you know, in cellars. Mm. You know, I don't know why they're all in cellars, but they are. I don't know why they're not on the top floor. That's but the vibe. That's kind of the vibe. A dungeon. A dungeon, yes. yes. Um, because you're a prisoner. <laughs> yes, true. Um, I think that there were. I've had a couple of interesting ones, but I wouldn't say. Actually, they were rather uh, bland, and I kind of they didn't live up to my fantasies. Maybe because they weren't good enough. Some of them were interesting. I had one one uh, session with uh, where I was like there for three hours, and I think she had other slaves there in other rooms, and she, you know. Um, you, you could tell that she was a she was a pro, in the sense that she knew what she was doing. Mm. So there was no dilly dallying around. No. Oh. Yes. So she was very good at tying. She she knew her way around ropes. Yeah. It wasn't very pleasant. It actually, hurt a little bit to be tied up. She wasn't very good with consent and the whole kimbako thing. So there wasn't like in that sense. It was much more like. Um, you know, oh, the pain is a bonus kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, you know, in a sexual sense, I think, you know, so she tied me up and then she needed my cum for another slave who was probably into, you know, getting other men's cum in his mouth, I guess. Ooh. So she kind of had to milk me. And, uh, you know, I was kind of reluctant to, you know... She had to fight me for it, mm. which was kind of interesting. Oh. Yeah. So. How do you fight for it? Well, I didn't want to come. So she, in the end, she sat on my face and, you know, gave me a handjob. And I kind of had to give her what she came for. Uh-huh. And that was probably, that was really interesting. But in a sense... All of it was, you know, in hindsight, 
felt fake, you know, and a little bit dirty because I had to pay for it. And it's just like, because the whole thing is you meet somebody, you kind of had to hand them the, the code to your locker and then say, I want this and this and this. And very, very few, very seldom are they able to, to improvise and, and, you know, because you're on a time schedule and that kind of ruins everything. Mm. So, you know, you bought an hour, you bought two hours. And so the whole thing. So you know when it's going to end. Yeah, but also in, yeah, a, yeah. In, a, in a pro-dom setting, it always ends with ejaculation. Which is kind of predictable. It's not only just predictable, but it's sad because it's not, you know, the whole point of, of, you know, being a submissive is to submit to the other person's wants and needs. Mm. And this is the polar opposite. You're the one whose needs are get, being met. Yeah. You want to be dominated. You pay somebody to do it who would rather be somewhere else, out in the park, playing with their kids, going to, you know... You know, Italy, sitting drinking a drink, but they need the money, so they're doing it. Not saying they're not having fun while doing it, but, you know, they wouldn't do it to you unless you paid them. No. So, um, finding a partner and opening up about wanting to do these things has been tough because it's very vulnerable. And you can, there's so many ways you can get it wrong. Because if I was, if I was, if, if I wasn't met in this by Cassandra, uh, we would be stuck with the turd in our relationship. Because if she said that's not for me, I'm sorry. I don't want to be dumb, you know. I don't want to be dominating. I want to be, I, you know, I would be happy for you to tie me up, but I won't tie you up. Mm-hmm. And if I'd been honest and said, this is something that is important to me, that would be a problem. So yeah, that's why most people don't do it. Because it's just too vulnerable. So they kind of just settle. Mm. They settle for missionary. They settle for whatever scraps of lustful encounters they can have with their partner because they want um, safety first. You know, they want the cuddle, they want the the hand, the warm hand in theirs, and they want, you know, the kissing. And but when it but when it comes to being dirty, really naughty, dirty, slutty, um it's difficult. But we don't really have a conventional relationship. So if I had rejected you, but we still had our non conventional relationship. Right. I could have just sent you out into the town, you know. That that's true. I could that's have, true. But I could, I, I, did, I could find someone for you. Yeah, that you still can, honey. But you. But that wasn't. That's not the point. I know. I'm just that, saying. I'm just saying. You know, because it's still very vulnerable to be rejected. It is. Sure. And uh, you don't. At least for my sake, I. Um, we we talked about this earlier. You know, the whole um, synchronicity and um, you know. Um, um, that everything has to be one-to-one. So uh, we had a party in the weekend and um, I was on a couch with some friends and uh, one of the ladies had her leg over another guy's body and then I kind of 
unconsciously robbed her leg. And so Cassandra kind of uh, outed me and said, oh, so you robbed a leg. How would you feel if I had done the same to, other, to an, uh, a guy, if I had been on a couch and robbed his uh, uh, leg? And uh, I, I said, you know, depends, I guess. I wouldn't probably be very positive about it, but, you know, depending on who it was and so forth. But the whole point is that once you get out of sync as a couple, you know, once, let's say, I have to go somewhere and it's not with you to get my needs met or I do something, that's when it becomes really vulnerable. It might not be a problem if you kind of go into it and... You know, because it might be, yeah, yeah, you know, that's just, that's just Bob, you know, and I don't mind you rubbing, uh, you know, ca caressing Bob's leg. No, we talked about it. We said, you know, what about in the future? So if you had, uh, if we were in a group of people, let's say a festival or something, and then you came out and you found me alone with Bob yeah, on a couch. Somewhere. And I didn't know Bob. And you didn't know Bob, and I was caressing his leg. Yeah, that would be a total no-go. And the opposite. And the opposite as well. But because it was more like a group thing. Yeah, we were you guys four people were sitting, on a couch. Four people on a couch, kind of just a little bit, you know, like a cuddle, yeah. cuddling yeah. a little bit, as it were, as yeah. in a party where you're a bit drunk and stuff. Then it was different. Yeah. Anyway, to go back to the point about you know the submissive part is that uh, I think there's. Um, it can be, um, there are probably things that are easier to do with strangers, like just figuring out who you are, doing things, playing around because there's not, um, there's, there's no responsibility. You're not responsible for the other person. You're not going to see them anymore. No. So you don't care. So that's. So what would be easier to do with a stranger? Um, you know, figuring out who you are, that type of thing. Mm. Um, so. It, it definitely is more, it's harder to do that for that specific uh, reason, but it's also much easier because I get access to you and you, you get to know me and I get to know you over time. And uh, there is no time limit apart from, you know, you getting tired, I getting tired, we you know having a job that type of thing it's not like you know it's not a, a one-hour session you no. know and we can keep on going in and out in and out you know but it's also can also be very frustrating because we have a lot of emotions involved which you wouldn't have if it was uh just a stranger if i you know you you have we we talked about you know you've practicing on male slaves and we kind of Talk, talk the way out of it as well again because um, in the end it didn't land well in a sense with me no and because I want to be number one I don't want to have you squander your wonderful gifts on some daily dallying you know no but submissive. It, it also means that <clears throat> one of the things that you're not allowed to be is a dominant which is insecure Mm -hmm. you know yeah that's a bit hard sometimes yeah I understand 
and it's it uh, it must understandably very be very hard and because you know maybe you know, we can revisit it i don't know you know oh, i'm not asking to revisit it you're the one no. who brought it up <laughs> no i'm just saying you know because it, it could be um i know it's it's it can be hard especially when you're doing it to a switch i have the same thing mm. uh if i had a bratty girl like a girl who could easily be dominant who, who will fight me na- tooth and nail that's so much harder than somebody who is actually actively submitting you can read their body language and their breath and you know you can see their heart rate and you just know that they want to be submitted you just have to click your fingers and then they're there yeah one of the things that uh, charles has admitted that he does is that whenever we had a session he would try to figure me out oh yeah and it's not something I do, you know, for the fun of it. It's just that, uh, yeah, yeah. And 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 so going back to your first question about this population, that's probably what I need. Because mm. then I would be, I wouldn't, I would be incapable of figuring out. Yeah. But of course, that would be make make me extremely vulnerable. So normal, uh, you know, most like uh, submissives in in as as shown in let's say pornography, but also you know from talking to other people is that you probably have some kind of you have some kind of fetish, and that fetish can be a, a hook, uh, or rather it can be in you know the fetish can be uh, you can put a hook. The dominating part can put a hook into the fetish and use it to their advantage. So whether yeah, I can't do that with you. No, exactly. So because I'm not that type of submissive where I am easily, uh, you know, manipulated by either giving me, you know, either fucking me in the ass or not so using hookable. it as a, as a, you know, as a, a punishment. Probably fucking me in the ass would be a punishment, but uh, I don't know. Maybe. So, I, we haven't found my boundaries in that sense. I can be, um, I can submit, but then. You don't enjoy it. No, I don't enjoy it. Mm-mm. So. Which is, uh, that was a bit of a surprise for me too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think we learned a lot. Yeah. From us, you know, we had a session that went. I wouldn't say it went badly. It just went uh, this, you know. And I think if you're sitting out there and you wanna, if you're a couple and you wanna open this up, you know, you know, do yourself a favor and do it slow, and do a lot of deliberation, and talking, talk about it, talk about it to death, you know. Yes. And then which do, is not very sexy, but no, you'll and, get over it. And also revisit. And uh, most importantly, kill your assumptions. You know, don't assume anything about the other party. And uh, and this goes both for the submissive, but also for the dominating side. Um, you know, stop trying to be better than you are. You know, you're not a porn star. You know, so if it hurts and it doesn't feel well, stop it. You know, and if you are 
feeling a little bit insecure and you want to make certain that your submissive is still there, ask them. Stop, stop whatever it is you're doing. Uh, it might feel a little bit uh, awkward to break, uh, let's say, the bubble and just say your beloved's name or your, your submissive's name. But I think that's so important. Mm. Are you still here? And also, you know, to take some breaks yeah. so that they can feel into it. And it might feel awkward and might feel, oh, now we kind of ruined the mood and everything. But what you don't want to do is to have, it's just, it's basically like any other kind of training. If you aren't running and you want to, you want to, you think you can do, you know, run a marathon in the first attempt, you're going to get injured. So it's always, you know, you have to stop. You have to be smart. You have to train. It's a muscle. You have to, you know, unless, of course, you know, and the point being, me, I don't have, I have fetishes. So it's not like I don't have stuff that I'm really turned on about. But um, if you do have a lot of very clear fetishes, let's say high heels, uh, you know, you want to be degraded, humiliated, that type of thing. Uh, it's easy to it's easy to be run uh let let it run away with you and you forget yourself and you just want to have your fix you want to have your junk your dope mm. and you kind of forget about yourself and you you lose the connection and if you do it with somebody who's not really who doesn't have enough empathy uh you can get really hurt you know, you can have a really bad time. And if you have a bad time, if you are running and you, you try and run further than you're actually capable of, you will have an injury. And what, what happens then? You can't, you can't run anymore for a long time. And the same thing goes for, for, um, for this type of thing. If you do it wrong, especially if you're in a committed relationship. Do you think we have a running injury? A running interview? A running into injury. A running injury. Yeah, I think we had a a, a small uh, running injury. Yeah, I think. Um, but I I don't know. Probably mostly on you. Yeah. I think you got a, a strain that needs to be you know needed to be healed. Hmm. And and also what happens is that you know uh, if you get a, a running <laughs> injury, your your self esteem can you know you think you can do. Uh, three miles in a certain amount of time and then mm. you get set, you get a setback yeah it takes time to build up that you know self-confidence yeah and it can be um, now of course we're doing a whole episode about this but it's as you also mentioned uh, must be you know I, I my role as a submissive is to um, give you everything it's you know what I want and then, of course, it's it's up to you how to use it. Whereas the opposite isn't true. In a sense. Because you, you know, I think one of the things that I would like more of from you, you know, as a submissive, I would relish is that you being more uh, forceful in your own needs mm. and not caring about me. That would be a turn on. Yeah. Yeah. So no, let's focus on me and you servicing me 
And uh, so, uh, you know, what is a turn on for me when you talk about, a, you know, um, a, a dominating hand job? What's that? That's what you called it, right? Femdom hand job. Femdom hand job. Mm-hmm. If I in any way think that you're doing it for me, mm. that's a turn off. Yeah. If I know that you're doing this for me, for yourself, mm. that you're really enjoying yourself, the more you're enjoying yourself, if you have like a wet ass pussy doing it to me, that's a turn on. And you using me, utilizing me, treating me like an object, yeah, uh, for your sake. But I think we have we have a couple of obstacles there, and one of them I think is that uh, you don't believe it always. Hmm. I think you think you think that I am doing it for you, mm. or you think I'm getting bored with you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah. yeah. You have this thing where. Because I would like to slow down. So I have this thing where I want it to slow down. I want to get even more slow. I want to get even more like mm. pensive or like, uh, you know, like you say with the whole dispopulation, like yeah. spending a yeah. lot of time on it. Yeah. And you have this thing where you think I get bored. Yeah. And that that's a turn off too. But it's all in your head. Right. I I, 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 I totally agree with you. It's so just that's the... like, I, I need you to trust but me. But I also in need... that because I I can't tell you no, my pussy but... is wet. No, no. Do you know we, what I mean? Like but we still have to do it more. We have yeah, to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I've experienced this whole vibe from you, like you know, like figuring me out, not trusting that yeah, I'm turned on. Yeah, that turns you off. Uh, like the whole sort of is she isn't she getting bored yet vibe? Like, yeah. Yeah, the first time I tried to do anything to you, it wasn't really like a dominant session. But you basically, uh, you lost patience with me. Yeah. That was not good. But as in all training, I think that the analogy here is really good. What's that? No, but the point is that if if you have a bad training session, that doesn't mm. mean you don't go back to the training center. That's true. And we and haven't we haven't gone back to the training center. No. So I, I I kind of have a feeling that you lost interest in me and you lost, uh, you know, trust in me. And it's very difficult because I can't, I don't f- know what to do. I don't know how to how we can get back re-energize to you in, in, because I really enjoyed it. And I was kind of getting into the groove and I really want to go back to the training okay so i'm just gonna step on my own sore toe here and repeat my previous question because you did give an example of what you have really enjoyed from being submissive but it wasn't one that included me no so now i'm gonna ask you again Mm -hmm. do you have an example that includes me that you really enjoyed um yeah definitely I think uh, the most enjoyable uh, session I had actually was with uh, with rope. Okay. Yeah. Because we went to a, a a rope session. Yeah. Where we where you tied me up, and that felt really really nice. Mm. 
I felt really, really nice. Yeah. I felt, um, you know, yeah, because I could just lean into you enjoying it. I could really feel that you enjoyed it. Mm. And that made me feel very secure. Because then I didn't have to take responsibility for you anymore. I did. I think I've learned something. But I'm not sure I want to talk about it on the podcast. Okay. We'll take it offline, honey. Yeah. Maybe we'll get back to it in another episode. Yeah. But maybe we should call it quits. We should. We talked, about, we talked already one hour. We will definitely revisit this. But I think what, what you know... You guys out there listening to this, and we can see you're predominantly male, for whatever the statistic says. <laughs> um, you know, uh, we uh, send out a lot of empathy to you if you are into this type of thing and you can't find somebody to do it. But I think um, it's all about exposure. You know, if I a little bit of advice is to be uh, honest, more honest about your needs, and if you want to do things, um, you will definitely not find. Uh, a dominating partner if you're not opening your mouth yeah and there are groups and events and uh, all kinds of things yeah. that people can yeah. join yeah. even though like we've said it didn't look particularly successful but there i mean there are things you can SM do clubs there's you can do. swinger and, and and stuff like that so yeah. you know and, it's and also more high-end fet- high-end fetish party high-end fetish party and uh, and I, I'm definitely not um, being moralistic about, you know, you going to a pro-dom um, dungeon. I mean, it, it's a nice service and, uh, yeah. you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with it as such. It's just that, you know, uh, I would recommend you trying to find someone um, with a little bit more empathy and, and uh, who really wants to do it. Um, and then if you have a partner, you know, uh, you know, be, you know, probably, you know, be gentle. And if you want to start a relationship, uh, and you want this to be part of the relationship, trying to be honest in the beginning. You, you mean know. like you? Yes, definitely not like me. No. <laughs> and, uh, I just lucked out. I, I, that was like a miracle, but, uh, try to be honest about it, you know, because what you don't want to do is, um, is to 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 become unfaithful and 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 lie and and cheat and 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 go and and live this uh, different uh, kinky uh, lifestyle outside of re- your relationship. Um, so it's about owning your own needs and being honest about it. And my experience is that most women find that um, very sexy, even though they might not want to fuck you afterwards. But at least they. <laughs> They will have respect for you and you will have your integrity intact. That's true. I think that's most important. You really don't want to be in a position where you you sell out because you... uh, And if you're a submissive woman, there's like a thousand guys out there who's going to spank your ass, so... Yes. Yeehaw! Good for you, yeah? Good for you. That's not a... It's a different podcast. Yeah, I think so. Okay, let's wrap it up Mm -hmm. and uh, take care out there and uh, we'll see you uh, next week. Ciao.